Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today we will have a special episode of the Work Camper Show podcast. We are sharing the audio recording of a recent Work Camping question and answer webinar hosted by Work Camper News. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50-plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping, how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. As the creators of the work camping industry and community, Work Camper News is the best resource for learning all about how to enjoy a successful work camping lifestyle. But sometimes it can seem overwhelming to learn all there is to know about work camping. In fact, newcomers often don't even know what questions to ask. That's the best time to start learning. During this webinar, Work Camper News Directors Luke and Jody Duquette answer questions submitted by folks who registered for the webinar. Some of the questions discussed describe the types of work camping jobs that are available, how to find and research work camping opportunities, questions to ask a prospective employer, and the average age of work campers. Jody and Luke also offer suggestions on how to market yourself even if you don't yet have any experience. They also talk about what kind of RV is best for work camping and explain how Canadians can work camp in the United States. The episode is longer than most others we have produced, but that's because this one is chock full of helpful information to help make your work camping experience super successful. To offer their opinions on a variety of work camping questions and topics, please welcome Work Camper News Directors Luke and Jody Duquette to the show. Welcome to this month's Work Camper Q&A webinar. Um, I'm Jody Anderson Duquette here with Luke Duquette and uh, we're with Work Camper News, WorkCamper.com and we're happy and excited to answer your questions today. Yes, uh, as I was saying previously when we were muted, yeah. I usually let Jody do these by <laughs> herself. She does a great job, but she uh, had been complaining about having to sit in a room and talk to herself for an hour um, <laughs> and had been begging me to come help do this. So. Um, we're going to see how this goes today. I'll yeah. probably not have a whole lot of, to say because Jody did such a, a good job answering questions. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to chat them in. We've had some pre-submitted questions that we're going to go through. Um, start yeah. with a little introduction in, um, of what work camping is and who work camping is, and uh, that'll yeah. get us started. So. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a live webinar. So those of you who are online live with us, you can go ahead and, and submit in questions or any comments that you have while we're doing the webinar today. Um, if you're on a desktop laptop, you should have a control panel there on your computer screen that you can type into like a chat or question section. If you're on a tablet or a smartphone, there should be that questions option down at the bottom. 
um, that you can tap on to then type in your questions. Uh, if you are on that tablet or smartphone, you can go back and forth between our talking faces and our PowerPoint slides just by swiping on your screen. It is. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, so we are recording this today. Uh, this is a monthly webinar that we do uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about WorkCamping. So you'll find the recordings of past Q&As on the WorkCamper News YouTube channel, as well as in the media library at WorkCamper.com. And uh, we'll continue to do these, so you're welcome to attend each month going forward as well. Um, so just to give you guys a little bit of uh, backstory, not all of you are probably members with us already. Uh, some of you might be, but uh, WorkCamp Reduce created the term work camping uh, back in 1987. The two original founders of WorkCamp Reduce saw the niche and wanted to start organizing the community and offering great opportunities for RVers everywhere. So uh, we've been helping you guys ever since. My family purchased Work Camper News in 2005. And so Luke and I have been working in this business together um, 12 years for you, I think 16 years for me. So uh, we've known a lot of work campers, a lot of employers, and uh, we are RVers ourselves. We're now on our third, third RV. Um, we've traveled in a fifth wheel, a class C. We've done some class A travels as well, even though it wasn't ours. And uh, we now have a travel trailer. So we've done full-time, part-time RVing. So uh, we've lived a lifestyle too and, and love it. It's really great. So um, yeah, we uh, are, sorry. <laughs> I gotta let him talk too. No, I'm just gonna steamroll this whole thing. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, but just a little bit, if you're not familiar, WorkCamper.com is our online home. And on our website and the resources we provide, we try to... Uh, we offer all kinds of things, right, Luke? Of course we do, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for many years, we had a, a magazine. We're actually just about to stop production of that and go online only. So uh, that's a big change for us. But uh, if you've been with us for any length of time, you know we've been producing a magazine every two months for, for many, many years. 35. Um, so uh, that's going to be a big change. But uh, we also have job listings that we provide on our website and through email. And we have our online app, uh, resume system uh, that you can create resume through and send it to employers. And employers can find you through that. Uh, we have tons of courses and videos and articles and um, helpful things on our website. So, yeah. And we also have the member map so you can find each other. and see where your friends are working right now. Um, yeah. I don't know, what else do we have on there? Absolutely, well, just our main focus is, and that's kind of one of the reasons we do webinars like these as well, is um, we know it's it's much easier to do something when you understand it and are, and are confident in knowing what you're doing. So um, a lot of our focus is to provide you guys the resources and education so you know how this whole work camping thing works, um, how it, how you want to make it work for you so that way you can then move forward and be more successful and have a more positive experience with this lifestyle. Um, and some of you maybe are still just thinking about this for your future, so you definitely want to dig in and learn more about it because maybe work camping isn't going to be the right avenue for you, and that's fine. It's not for everybody. Um, so we want to make sure we have as much information out there as possible to help you guys make the right decisions for yourselves. So uh, yeah, not only with our website, workcamper.com, but we also have a blog, goneworkcamping.com. You can check out our podcast, Work Camper Show, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of these things as we dig into the questions. So um, all right, should we go ahead and, and move forward into uh, the submitted questions that we have? I think so, yes. Yeah, so. yeah. So 
Um, this first, is pretty much the basis question for everybody, right? Right. Yeah. How do I find a job? Mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of expands into what kind of jobs are available, what's the best way to verify jobs and research employers, and what if I have no experience? Absolutely. And one thing, too, that um, I noticed, Luke, uh, sometimes folks kind of box in, like, what work camping is. Sure. Um, they definitely do. Yeah. So they it's, say, yep. it's working at a campground, living in your RV. Yeah. And it's really more expansive than that. So the way we define it is that work camping is doing any kind of part-time or full-time work while living in an RV. Um, it doesn't mean a specific compensation type or specific type of job or specific type of business entity that you're working for. And you're gonna find the widest variety of opportunities available to work campers through our systems. Totally, yeah, and so just to expand on, on the definition a little bit more, for instance, give you an example, Jody and I were working for Work Camper News when we got our fifth wheel, but we were living outside the office, so we were we were working in the office some, in the fifth wheel some, sometimes we'd travel and we'd work for Work Camper News, but we were mostly doing computer work online, so we were still work campers. We were living in our fifth wheel full time. Uh, even if we'd been doing that part time, we would have still been work campers. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you can really make this lifestyle what you want to be, and you don't, you know, that's part of understanding and kind of evaluating for yourself before embarking on this lifestyle is, you know, what are the kinds of things that you do want to do or don't want to do. Uh, so when you'll want to peruse through all of the different job listings that are out there to get a good idea of what some of these positions are. Um, sometimes the ads will be very clear on what the position involves and other times it's a little more vague um, and, and everywhere will be different too. So um, the outdoor hospitality industry, of course, is the largest kind of industry represented represented in our community. Uh, so you will see a lot of RV parks, campgrounds, day use areas. Um, that could be state parks, county parks, uh, Corps of Engineer parks, et cetera, uh, represented amongst the help wanted ads. But um, there's also really cool stuff as well. There's, um, you know, nonprofits, animal refuges, uh, lighthouses, look for docents, and um, there's uh, travel centers, Bolin travel centers. Uh, they're, you know, out in pretty remote areas of Arizona, New Mexico. Um, there's amusement parks. Fulfillment you know, centers, river kayaking guides, mm -hmm. boat taxi drivers, uh, bus drivers. Uh, there's any, there's so many different jobs out there. I mean, as you know, the, yeah. the world is full of many different jobs and all kinds of different people and experiences. So, te technically, any business that wants to can hire a work camper, whether they have an RV site for trade out or not. Yeah. Maybe they just want someone to come in for a short period of time and it just so happens that person lives in an RV. Doesn't really matter. Um, mm -hmm. to them as long as there's a place for the, the RV to go nearby. Uh, some employers do trade out for sites because they have RV sites on their property. Uh, some employers know that there's a campground down the street or a few miles away and uh, they'll have you stay there and come work for them. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it just varies completely. So yeah. uh, there's a question that came in, do you guys help or do you have a list of campgrounds looking for? So sure. um, I'm gonna kind of point towards that direction more a little bit. Into that. Yeah. So, as we've alluded to here, job listings come from employers all over the country, and they are a wide variety of experiences and opportunities. So um, those job listings can come in at any time from any employer. We simply put those job listings out to our community. So we're not... We're not an agency we're not an or agency. like we're a placement, placement service. service. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not going to look at your specific details and say, oh, this job would be perfect for you. We're simply going to send the information out to you. So yeah. if that looks like an interesting job to you, you're gonna then contact that employer 
based on the contact information that the employer has provided in their app. So mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's yes. just put it simply, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. I'm not aware of any exact agencies that do placements exactly within the work camping community. Yeah. yeah. Because we want you guys to do, you know, whatever you, you want to do, and we don't want to limit you guys at all. So, yeah, um, yeah. when you um, make a resume in our system, you can send it to anyone out there that you want to apply to. They don't right. necessarily have to be employers that are utilizing work camper news. Um, you know, with the advent of the Internet and especially with social media, resources for work camping have spread vastly across the Internet. Um, you know, there's Facebook groups out there and some other, you know, things you can Google and find. Uh, but, you know, we still, after 35 years being the leader in this industry, again, we have the most job listings. They're much more organized and easier to sort and sort than you'll find anywhere else. Search and sort. Um, search and sort, sorted one of those, all of those, both of those. Yeah. Um, and so, and with our system too, so how our Camper News works, just a little bit more specifically, we're a membership organization. So um, we're campers, we do have some free resources available, but what makes us robust and keeps us going is the yearly memberships. Um, so we have a, a minimal $47 a year for Camper Diamond membership, and then employers as well can become members, and they also pay for advertising. So one thing that you'll find with us that you won't find on the open, you know, free to use stuff on the internet is all of our ads are reviewed and processed by our team, and the employers pay for the ads. So you are pretty much never going to run into any kind of spammer situation or um, pirate trying to steal uh, your identity information. I know for a fact that that has occurred on other free resources that are out there. Um, so you definitely want to be cautious when looking at, at job listings or posting your information um, on the open Internet. Just be cautious about doing that just because you don't know who's lurking. But um, when you're utilizing our system, you are behind a login. Um, and we've even had spammers come into our system. They've stolen someone else's credit card and they're trying to run an ad and we put a stop to them. Because um, when things look fishy, we hold and we research before, you know, letting those ads go out there. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's another, you know, you have some security when utilizing our system. So um, I did go ahead and pull up our website here. Um, and just one other thing I want to mention real quick. Um, this is the Work Caper News YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to YouTube, slash work camper should pull up for you or just search work camper news and you'll find it. We have a lot of different videos in here, but one most specifically that I wanted to show you guys is called 12 steps to finding a work camping job. Um, and so this is me going a little, take a little over an hour or so, um, going through the different steps to uh, help you guys uh, with what we recommend <laughs> your steps be in finding a work camping job. So. Um, I'll try not to go as thoroughly today because otherwise this webinar will really run amok. Uh, <laughs> but I would recommend checking out that video when you have time as that's going to more thoroughly go through uh, the process of reviewing the job listings, reviewing employers, getting your resume, interviewing, um, and that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but uh, WordCamper.com, this is our online home if you guys haven't seen it before. Um, you can click on find a job uh, or the join link to join and get started. Once you're logged in, it takes you to our dashboard page with these orange buttons and rows and columns. These are kind of the main um, tools of your membership. So hotline jobs here on the top and online magazine, those are the two main avenues for reviewing job listings. So with the hotline ad page, it's um, super awesome. All the ads that you see here were posted within the last 14 days, so you know they are current and accurate. 
Also, we have our employers answer some specific questions. So when you're looking at our job listings, you will always know like the state location, you'll know if an RV site is provided, if solos are considered or not considered, compensation types, when the job starts, et cetera. Um, you're not gonna find this anywhere else. We wanted to make it super easy for you guys to be able to narrow down to the job listings that are more likely gonna be a match for you. So with those different kind of fields, you can use um, the search criteria up here at the top of the page, plug in you know, your preferences, and then search to find those job listings that are you know, gonna be more likely a match for you. And uh, with our daily hotline, not only are they posted on our website, we do send them out via email. So our Diamond and Platinum members, if you guys are like, hey, I really wanna find a job in Texas, you can actually go turn on job alerts for the state of Texas. So every time we get a new ad for Texas, we will email that full ad text right to your email inbox. You don't even have to go to a website to look for it. It'll come right to your email inbox um, and you'll be among the first to know about it, uh, which can come in handy this time of year, especially when folks are looking for those winter jobs um, as paid jobs, like uh, jobs where you are paid for every hour work and get an RV site are pretty uh, slim pickings in the winter months in the south just because there's such popularity you know everybody a lot of our viewers want to be in the south in the winter months so those jobs can be a little harder to mm -hmm. find so sometimes it is kind of you want to get in there as quick as you can you know kind of thing so yeah um, anyway so that's just um, <laughs> yeah it's, we're there's so much here to explain you guys I'm sorry we really could dig into it so much yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just pulled up the online magazine archives. So as we were saying, we've done a magazine every two two months for the last uh, 30, 35 years. Yeah. Uh, we don't have all of those issues online, though. But we do have a lot of There's them. There's like 90. I think yeah. they go back to 2009 or something when we first started putting them online. Yeah. So, But you can open up them by just clicking on it. Uh, you have to be a logged in paid member to access these. But uh, mm -hmm. it just opens up the PDF version of the magazine. So. You can scroll through and each magazine has articles about the RVing and work camping lifestyle as well as let me close this little pop up here. Yeah. As well as job listings. Um, this this was a special core this was issue. a special core issue. So uh, these are specific to Corps of Engineers right here. Um, and then as we get a little farther, yeah. we'll, keep going, we'll keep go going. through the different core things. Here's some more articles. We're almost there, I promise. And then more job listings are coming. <laughs> so much. There we go. There we go. We found them. So <laughs> now we're into some actual work camping job listings in the magazine. Uh, and we list them out by state. So Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. If uh, yeah. if there's not an ad for a state, they won't be listed here. So if there hadn't been in Alaska, there wouldn't have been in Alaska yet. If it was, so it's there. So um, yeah. So yeah, definitely check out the magazines online for lots of other opportunities. Just because, I mean, as we've said, employers, they, they run ads with us. Those ads, either they're gonna be in the magazine or they're gonna be on our website. They don't necessarily put them in both places. And that's actually one of the reasons why we've decided to get rid of the magazine after all these years, is because we're trying to get all the jobs in one place, which will be on the website. Uh, they will also go out by email, but. Yeah. You can always go very easily to the website to find those job listings. But the point is, the online ones don't run forever. These printed yeah. ones, they're out there forever. So uh, it's definitely a great resource to go back. I mean, this right here, the online magazine archive, is the largest resource of work camping jobs on the internet. So yeah. if you're if you have the time to sit down and open up those PDFs and look through, you can find 
many a job all over the country. So, um, and lots of our employers have been with us for even 20 years or more. So even if they're not actively advertising right now, but you read an ad that's maybe from a while ago and you're like, oh, that sounds perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, I would definitely contact them just to see if they have any openings now or maybe in the future. Totally. Um, if, it, if it sounds right for you, I wouldn't hesitate to do that. Yeah. Um, and then we have some employers who never advertise. Uh, maybe sure. they're just seeking a smaller number of work campers or just have a few holes in their team to fill. So what they'll do is they'll just search our work camper resume database and individually contact work campers themselves. Um, so if you do want to open yourself up to the widest variety of opportunities, you want to be sure to review the job listings and get that resume created and have it out there working for you. So uh, this is just uh, our resume builder tool. It takes you step by step very easily through building a work camping resume. Um, a work camping resume doesn't have to be as robust as a professional resume that maybe you've had before with your you know, kind of career life. Uh, it can be kind of pared down and a little more simple. Uh, there's uh, two of you, if you're a team, a couple partners, uh, two family members, two friends traveling together, whatever. If both of you guys are applying uh, to work for a job, you can both put your information on one resume and send that out together. So uh, you can use our resume builder to step-by-step -step, uh, put your resume together, and then it compiles all of that data into a nice format for you. Uh, you can even embed a video uh, that you put on your YouTube channel if you want to go on your resume. So uh, this is you know, what it would look like for employers searching the database. Um, they'd be able to pull up your resume, see your contact information, see how awesome you are, um, and then decide if they want to reach out to you or not. And you also can send out your resume as well. Um, also in the builder on the right, once it reloads here and goes back to the page, um, <laughs> You can print out your resume, you can email your resume to anyone you want, and you can also make it into a PDF file if you're doing like an online application process. So um, if this whole resume making thing sounds like a total pain in the, mm -hmm, then our resume builder is the perfect thing for you. Uh, even in the sell you section, we have this little sample right here with some text in it that you could uh, kind of copy, I mean, model off of. Uh, mm -hmm. to help you with the sell yourself part where you just kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about yourself. So uh, those are kind of some good tools to utilize to get you started in this whole job finding process. Uh, sure. But again, check out that video, uh, 12 Steps to Finding a Work Camping Job, and that's going to get you even more in depth on on that kind of thing. So all right, let's get back to our questions. Briefly, Yeah. comment on the best way to verify jobs and research yeah. employers. Yes. So. Uh, obviously, one good way that is through our service here is to yeah. click on, uh, if you would, click on uh, Work Camper Experience Postings. Yes. If there are any Work Camper Experience Postings, these are reviews by Work Campers that have worked for these employers in the past. So um, if they have reviews, then their Help Wanted ads that go out on our hotline system will automatically show the link to their reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's the Work Camper Experience Posts. You would have to be a member to access those, uh, but or, or to leave one yourself mm -hmm. if you had worked for that employer. So that's a great way to research employers. Mm -hmm. um, other other things that I know you do, you check out like campground reviews if it's a campground, just to Absolutely. see what people have said about staying there as a paying guest. You know? Yeah, Google reviews, Google Facebook reviews. reviews. Um, if it is an entity that would be on like a Yelp or a TripAdvisor or something. Um, those are going to be customer reviews mostly. Right. Sometimes there will be employee reviews in there. Yeah. Um, if it's a larger entity, 
then you could look at maybe like glassdoor.com. That's a system where employees, um, you know, share about experience with employers. But, um, you know, most specifically within uh, the work camping realm, you know, this work camper experiences tool that we have that's been compiling reviews since 2007. Um, so there's definitely a lot. You can come in here, um, search on a specific company name, or like if we just plug in like Arizona, you can see. Um, so when you're researching an employer, whether and um, the employers that are uh, discussed here in work camper experiences might be members of ours, they might not be. Um, a work camper can share about any employer that they've worked for in the past. Right. Um, so right. yeah. And we try to keep this clean. Sometimes people will submit yeah. duplicate. Uh, slightly differently spelled company names, sure. so that's always fun to administrate. But yeah, uh, that's one great spot for you to check out. Uh, and again, you can get there if the employer has <clears throat> listings, they'll be included in any ads they run. Otherwise, you can just go to the dashboard, click on what kind of experiences, and then search for those employers like Jimmy just showed there. Yeah, so that's a great way to review. Another thing that we suggest people do is open up Google Maps and just zoom in on the area and get a good feel for it where your site might be or, or what the business surroundings look like and just what's in the area and you know see how far away shopping is yeah. and Walmart and yeah. uh, other grocery stores whatever you're used to going to if you need a Costco or a specific pharmacy or something you know make sure you're checking out what's in the area some of these work camping jobs can be in a pretty remote area so mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. definitely keep that in mind that's usually something that will come up in the conversations with the employer yeah but, uh, yeah uh, we don't advise you to just see a job and go. Right. You, you need to be sure you're having a conversation with the, the hiring person and make yeah. sure you get all your questions answered. And, and yeah. you, you should have a list of questions prepared. Uh, and that, that is, employer should give you the time to get the answers to those for questions. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and typically, there's so many things to say. Here. I know. I know. Right. That's why. That's why we have these other videos and stuff yeah, too. Sure. But um, oftentimes, you guys are going to be um, applying for positions anywhere from like three to six months before the start date of that job. A lot of work campers like to plan ahead. So right now, most work campers are, if they haven't already, are lining up their summer 2023 positions. Um, you don't have to go that far ahead, but if you do, that's gonna open you up to the widest, you know, a variety and amount of opportunities um, if you do kind of get an early start on things. Uh, but there's always last minute openings. You know, if you're going through our hotline system right now, um, you can search on jobs that are starting immediately. So if you are like, okay, I'm ready to go, then um, you know you can find those positions uh, pretty easily too. So yeah, um, the timing there is kind of some timing elements to these things as well. So for sure. Um, but yeah, verifying jobs, researching employers, um, we kind of got that covered. Uh, we did have a, a attendee ask, is there a list of common questions to ask for newer work campers? Um, so if we go here to our article index, we have a few resources there to help you with um, compiling and, and putting that together. Uh, so we're going to go to job finding tools. So there's questions to ask an employer number two, which means there's a question to ask an employer number one. That's right here. Um, and then another one, low overhead or I should ask. This has some more ideas of questions to ask as well. Um, so peruse through the different articles here in our article index, and that's going to give you some good ideas. Uh, we also have in our media library, which is where videos are housed. 
Um, if we go down to the work camper training section, I think is what I'm looking for. Or you can just scroll down, you guys. Uh, we have the 12 steps to finding a job here as well. Uh, but you can also, I would listen to um, interviewing for work camping jobs. That's going to be a good one to prepare you for that. And then also go ahead and listen to all about work agreements. Um, we don't really have time to get into work agreements now. So watch this video. But when you learn about work agreements and what can be included in a work agreement, that inadvertently then is helping you generate a list of questions that you should be asking as well. Because yeah. um, not everybody's going to do it the same. Um, every campground, even though you're like, it's a campground, it's, it, they're all going to do things differently. A maintenance position in one campground might be totally different than a maintenance position in another campground. Um, or even a rides position at one amusement park versus another. So you definitely want to make sure you're asking questions to each of them to get a good idea of, of what the expectations are going to be of you. So that way you know this is going to be for me or not going to be for me. Um, so definitely um, those are a good resources just off the top of my head um, as far as the list of questions mm -hmm. uh, for an interviewing. Another question that came in there was, uh, have you ever come across a campground that's a scam, as in they're not paying the person or there's no hookups available? So um, where the business itself is trying, I mean, I know other there's- Other than the one where the guy was totally fraudulent and stole yeah. someone's credit card and was trying to run an ad to, yeah. I think, just Probably steal collect, information. Yeah, they're more so going after your identity. They're not gonna, like offer you a job for you to go to and then that's a scam yeah uh, well okay so maybe more so the question is this is going back to asking all of those questions and getting as much information ahead of time and there's absolutely been times so you know you might interview with someone for xyz employer and things are sounding great and all good you go to that job and oh ownership has changed or mm. management has changed and they go i'm sorry who are you what are you doing here like that kind of thing has happened yeah so i mean there certainly are situations where changes are going to take place or you i know, think that's common but it's it has not happened. it's not common or um you know the employer then is trying to um, break the agreement and make you work more hours than what you originally agreed to sure um so you know stuff like that like this this whole thing, you guys, revolves around people. And as you know, with people, some of them are pickles. Mm -hmm. And um, so there are certainly people that are looking to take advantage of people, whether it is purposeful or not purposeful, they just weren't educated. Um, so that's why we have so much stuff for you guys. So you are for sure educated on you know what you should be expecting and um, kind of what you know to be fair and what you've learned to be fair. So that way, if an employer does present something to you, like maybe they, you know, want you to work 30 hours a week just in trade for their RV site, um, and maybe some other perks like laundry or something, and you do the math on that, and the wage, the wage works out to like the trade-out value works out to be maybe somewhere like five or six bucks an hour. Now some work campers will be like, I don't care, I want to be in that place, doing that job sounds great. I liked the person that I interviewed with. We're gonna do it. While other people would be like. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's slave labor. No one should do that. Arr, arr, arr. So again, 
everywhere camper has different needs, different desires. Employers are offering all sorts of different compensation packages that are out there. Some of them probably aren't very fair. Some of them are probably super, really awesome, super wonderful, more than fair, you yeah. know? So again, there is kind of some legwork that has to be done to help you guys ensure that it is gonna be a positive experience for y'all. Yeah. And so, I, I wouldn't, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I just talked about it. I was just gonna say that so so much of work camping for most for most work campers it's really about the destination mm -hmm. going to an area that's new and being able to experience all the fun things maybe there's national parks in the area or it's a really big tourist city or near just, grandkids or, or near grandkids knows. so more often than not it's not about the job per se you're not yeah. going to uh, Colorado because you want to clean bathrooms at a campground yeah you're going to Colorado because you want to hike in the mountains and maybe enjoy some extracurricular activities or something who knows yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah it's it's not so much about the job specifically so it's really more work campers are willing to take a lower paying job potentially to go to an area they really want to go but not saying that the jobs are all lower paying right. but you're not going right. out there to, be, to become rich as a work camper that's not the, yeah that's not the that's not going to happen there are some positions that do pay really well though yeah like, uh, yeah Sugar beet harvest pays really well. It's like twenty some dollars an hour, and the RV site is provided. But yeah. that's a really short term gig. Um, and yeah. sugar beet harvest actually, that's express, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we did have a question come in. Um, do you have any contacts with employment services like Express? And we do. If we go to workhamper.com/express, um, this is their featured employer page with us. Uh, so right now, Express hires for the sugar beet harvest that takes place in Minnesota, Montana, North Dakota, as well as Michigan. And that's going to start here in just a few days. So um, you may want to put that on for the future, uh, or if you happen to be in those areas, you could probably still get on now. Um, they also recently just added uh, DigiKey, Digi which is an electronics fulfillment center in Minnesota. Um, so those are the three kind of dedicated um, with Express and um, yeah. great people mm -hmm. uh, with this branch of Express Employment Professionals. Just awesome. Um, I'm not really aware of any other. I know there's different Express Employment Professional like operations in all different states and all around. Uh, but it's really just these three opportunities that we've seen mostly advertised in the work camping community. So, yeah. Yeah. So workhaver.com slash Express. If you want to learn more and again these are a few of the more lucrative but also physical you're on your feet moving around a lot more um, longer days uh type of opportunities so definitely keep that in mind yeah and as she was saying here they're they're a featured employer with us yeah. uh, we have other featured employers as well that you can check out without having to be a paid logged in member you can just go to mm -hmm. workcamper.com fe yes or, um, or it's under the work camping menu item featured employers uh, there's a dashboard button as well. So and you'll see a list of, I don't know, 20 or 30 yeah. different future employers that we have right now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully more in the future. We yeah. are working on a new version of the website that uh, will be out sometime in 2023. Mm -hmm. Hopefully with that, we'll get some more future employers because it's going to be really awesome. So Super awesome. Um, so I think we can move on now that it's uh, 11.35. Well, we this is kind of a big question. It was. It was four um, and so. let's hit on what if I have no experience, because I know a lot of oh, you yeah. guys that registered um, are folks that are, you know, haven't done this work camping thing before, and it might seem like, oh, well, how am I supposed to do this? But most of these jobs are um, entry-level positions, y'all. So, you know, the employers aren't necessarily seeking 
specific experience. You know, if you want to work at a campground office, if you haven't worked at a campground office before, most often they're going to train you. Um, you likely have experience in your life that could apply to these positions. So, yeah. um, you know, if you were a bank teller, you have a lot of customer service experience, you have money handling experience, organization, um, you know, you were able to come to work on time and I don't know, stuff like that. The, the majority of the jobs either don't require experience or are willing to train. So, yeah. Uh, that's not always true. Sometimes someone's looking for a campground reservation specialist that knows how to use Campground Master specifically or something like that and yeah. wants you to have experience doing that kind of thing. But uh, That'll typically be indicated in the ad as well. Yeah. For the most part, they, they don't require any specific experience or, yeah. I mean, you have experience that probably relates to an outdoor hospitality type of job which the majority of these are. So yeah. did you take care of your lawn? Did you do any landscaping around your house? Did you grocery shop for your family? And did yeah. you take care of the house and clean it? Or Right. I, I mean, right. even if whatever your career might have been, you have experience from that, that would apply. So mm -hmm. that's not really something to worry too much about. Yeah. So when you're thinking about a list of skills, you know, don't limit yourself to just thinking about what you did during your nine to five. Yeah. Um, you know, think you about your, your life as a whole. You know, did you do PTA? Did you do stuff at your church? Did you what did you do with your, your kids? Were you a coach of their sports teams or whatever? You have leadership skills, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Most employers are looking for people who are flexible, willing to be team players. Um, you know, willing to be honest about their abilities and maybe, you know, what they're not so good at. Um, and that's something to, you know, know yourself. Um, if you're someone who really doesn't enjoy just chit-chatting with strangers, don't apply and work in a campground setting where all you're basically doing is interacting with people. Um, you know, you need to go find a position, maybe like working in a fulfillment center or working behind the scenes um, in like, like Yellowstone General Stores, yeah. um, they have stores all throughout Yellowstone, and there are people that work in the warehouse part and just put stuff on shelves and move things around. That's where you would want to be, where if you're someone who, you know, could talk to anyone at any time, um, then you would do great as a cashier or, a, you know, campground cold store or whatever. So um, if you're very handy with your hands, then there are certainly going to be maintenance positions. Um, all kinds of different stuff that's out there, you guys. So, um, all right. yeah, let's, don't don't get worried if you don't have specific experience. Let's yet. blow through some more questions that right. pre-submitted here before let's this hour sneaks yeah. up on us. Yeah. Um, all right. So, how does the age of the work camper affect him or her? Uh, we have work campers of all ages. We have twenty-somethings with kids that travel in a teardrop. We have. Uh, <laughs> 80, 90 year olds that travel in giant class A motorhomes. Um, if you can do it, you can do it. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what age you are. Uh, most yeah. of the jobs, I mean, they can't discriminate because of your age. So, mm -hmm. you know. Unless you're too young. Like if you've got teenagers that are maybe under 16 or under 18, um, there will likely be, you know, some places that won't be able to hire young like that. True. And then there are some uh, campgrounds and RV parks that are 55 plus. So mm -hmm. you literally cannot work there or stay there if you're not 55 plus. I think sometimes they've the rules for, for employees. But yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, they you just you can't have children yeah. and maybe like the age range. Like you could work there if you're above 30 or maybe above 40. Yeah, it's going to depend a, on the resort. There's not a ton of those up for no. 55 plus resorts, but they are out there. Yeah. 
like yeah. oftentimes those types of places have lots of amenities and they're really cool and yeah. lots of fun so yeah uh, but anyway it's just about knowing yourself like we talked about yeah. and knowing what you're capable of um age is just a number um yeah. you know yeah. my my favorite solo or camper and i'm biased um her name is barbara you have a picture of her right there mm, no she's not in this one isn't she right there oh anyway she was on the slide before yeah. anyway barbara bought a travel trailer and started her camping at the age of 72 and she's still rocking and she's easily yeah. 82 by now and yeah. still taking different jobs um, she just knows what she's physically capable of. She even did Amazon Camper Force one year and was like, nope, not doing that again. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it really, um, these jobs are for everyone. Um, I think maybe in the uh, social media communities around work camping, we're seeing more young people posting, looking for jobs, et cetera, and maybe um, making people think that work campers are now only seeking jobs that pay for all hours work and provide an RV side and high wages and all this stuff. But what you see in social media is just a, a subset of the community. Um, there's not, you know, more younger people use social media and are more comfortable posting and, and doing stuff like that. And as we know, they're typically the more opinionated of folks are the ones sharing their opinions and commenting on all the things on social media where people Oftentimes, and I'm not, this is just kind of some generalizations, you guys. Obviously, not everyone posting on social media is, you know, feisty. But um, Those are just the ones you have to deal with. Yeah, those are the ones I tend to have to deal with. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of people, again, like we talked about, work camping can be anything. It can yeah. be working just a few hours and trade for an RV site to offset your cost so you're not paying out of pocket. And then, you know, it's, it's just a barter, it's non-monetary wages. Maybe you have other income already or you're debt free, you don't need to make a lot of money. Awesome, you know? And again, going back to the age thing, it doesn't matter. It's not like the paying jobs are only for younger people and the non-paying jobs are only for the retired people. Like the, you guys don't have to put those kinds of labels on things. Um, you just need to do what's right for you. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, can yeah. I work camp for just part of the year? Absolutely. Sure. It's totally up to you, whatever you want to do. Uh, as we've said, there are there are employers that they run the gamut. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of timelines. The uh, shortest know. I've seen is like four days. <laughs> really? Four yes, days? That was um, Colorado State Parks. One of their state parks was trying something new huh. um, and offering a minimum of four days or more. There are some yeah. rare opportunities that are very short like that. The majority yeah. of them are a season, maybe three months, maybe six months, probably at the most. Uh, mm -hmm. There are long-term jobs as well. Sometimes we see career type op op opportunities pop up here and there for different companies. Yeah. Uh, the majority of them are, are a, a season. Yeah. Usually like fall, winter, April, spring, May, summer. April, May through September, October. And then the fall, winter season is kind of, you know, September, October through April, May. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, I mean, even if an employer is looking for someone for six months, it doesn't mean they wouldn't necessarily hire you for three. Yeah. If you talk to them and say, hey, I can work from this time to this time, but I really have to be in California to visit, to go to my son's graduation or something. Yeah. Uh, they might work with you. So, yeah. Uh, you can definitely work, you can work camp for as much or as little of the year as you want, yeah. and as you can get lined up with employers. So, mm -hmm. And most of the positions that you're going to see advertised are going to be an on-location type job. Uh, there are some opportunities where the job itself requires travel. 
So Southern Cross, they're an entity where they hire work campers to like walk gas lines. Sometimes that's in towns and cities. Sometimes that's kind of out in open areas. Um, so that job actually requires the work camper to move around um, in a certain area to get paid to do that. There are companies, um, you know, like when you go to a campground and you check in and they give you the map and it has ads for local businesses. So the entities that produce those maps hire work campers to sell those ads that are in the map. So you could be the work camper that goes to a location, stays at that campground, goes around to the local businesses to sell the advertising for the campground maps and, and some other stuff. So there are certainly jobs where if you are someone who doesn't want to be necessarily in one place for longer periods of time, there are opportunities to help you move around. Mm -hmm. If you are looking for something where I just want to sit at my computer wherever I am, those there's a couple of those amongst the work camping community, but for the most part, you still are going to find those via like the big sites like Indeed.com, FlexJobs.com, like the they're built for advertising remote opportunities. So you're not going to see the remote stuff so much in the work camping community itself. So yeah, that's just kind of some more caveat. Most people don't think about hiring RVers. You know, most yeah. most big employers around the country. I mean, yeah, they're not familiar with the fact that there are work campers or that they're they yeah. could hire this mobile RV workforce and. I guess that's our fault. We should be doing better <laughs> advertising to yeah. everyone about. We are we are a team. We are a team of six, yeah. um, keeping operations going. So um, maybe someday we'll be able to have more manpower. But for now, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, were you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was just work thinking for just for time of the year. Yep. Um, if there are two people in an RV but only one wants to apply for jobs, how does that work? That's totally fine. Um, you know, this is scenarios where like maybe one person already has a remote job that they're taking with them on the road or one of y'all's just like, I'm not working anymore. I don't want to. Okay, cool. But the other person still wants to because maybe you want to, you know, get an RV site provided to you in the location you want to be in. And that's something we were talking about uh, just yesterday uh, with the kind of camping craze that's going on and stuff. It's getting harder and harder to find RV sites, especially if you just want to go out and you're like, oh, I'll just find a site along the way. Uh, it's a yeah. little harder to do that, especially in the, in the summer months and stuff. Be spontaneous Things. and just be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to go travel to blah, 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 and figure it out as I go. Well, you might be staying in a lot of Walmart parking lots. Yeah. Or if you even can anymore. So. Yeah, the reservations yeah. have just gone crazy. So work camping is, is a way to, you know, if you do really want to be in a specific area, take a work camping job. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, maybe volunteering at a state park where you're just working 12 to 25 hours a week maybe you know, walking trails or walking the campground, just kind of picking up, cleaning things up, making sure everything's, you know, tip top shape, et cetera. Um, so, you know, it's a good way to find an RV site in a place you want to be for a period of time. Yeah, um, for sure. With the way that times are. So, so you may want to do that anyway, just to be able to find RV sites in the places you want to be. But, but typically, mm -hmm. let's say it's a campground or an RV park, they, they typically would like to have two people for one RV site. But that's not always going to happen. Yeah. Most of them will accept one RV or for one site, mm -hmm. uh, but they would prefer to have two. Just I mean, it makes sense. You can. Yeah. You only have to give up one web, one website, one RV site <laughs> for, to get a couple. Yeah. So um, yeah. It it just it's depends just on the employer. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them can afford to hire solos. Some mm -hmm. of them can't. So mm -hmm. uh, don't hold it against them if they say they only want couples. Yeah. But, uh, if they we. 
we do list that in the ads. Yes. So. Yes. And typically, it's anywhere from seventy to eighty percent of the ads on the hotline page that will consider solos. Will consider solos. So um, if you know you're perusing and clicking around other sites or something, and you're like, "There's no jobs for solos." Come on. Come on. It's, it's, <laughs> they're they're here. We'll we can help you find those. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So oh, and one other caveat I had to that question. Um, if you are traveling, like if, if it's just you that's going to be applying and there are other humans in your RV with you, uh, you want to make sure to mention that in your resume. It doesn't have to be like the first thing at the top or whatever, uh, but just as a, a little part in your resume, you know, I, I if I'm the one looking for a job, I would be like, I'm looking for a working position. Um, I'm super awesome because blah, 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 blah. By the way, I travel with my husband, Luke. He's going to be in the RV with me all of the time. He's going to be doing remote work on his computer um, and won't bother anybody. <laughs> Just want to be upfront and let the employer know what your situation mm -hmm. is. And No you, surprises. Yeah. If you have pets, you need to let them know about that as well. Children. Children. Yeah. Whatever. Even if they're just going to be with you for a while. Like I know some folks might like have their grandkids for the summer or one of their grandkids for the summer or something like that. So. Um, that's just information, especially if you are living on site at your work location, you're being provided the RV site. Um, that's something, you know, you just want to make sure to communicate with the employer. Uh, you don't want any surprises. You don't want to get there and they say, oh, we don't, you know, kids aren't allowed here. It's not safe for them. Or we can't have that breed of dog. Our insurance won't let us have that breed of dog on site. Uh, you don't want to encounter any surprises after driving hundreds of miles to your camping job. Yeah. All right, what kind of RV do I need to be a work camper? Short uh, answer is whatever RV is best for you. Indeed. Long answer is whatever RV is best for you. <laughs> uh, no. there, there are some employers that do require uh, maybe an RV that's less than 10 years old. That's not all that common. Most of them don't mm -hmm. really care. But you are representing, I mean, if you're working for the employer and the RV site and therefore your RV is highly visible because it's maybe close to the clubhouse or it's next to the office or whatever, um, they may care a little bit more about what your RV looks like. Uh, oftentimes, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, we have RVers that, uh, work campers that just, of all sorts of things. I mean, people go out in teardrop, little tiny campers behind a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, they go out in Class A motorhomes that are 45 feet long. Mm -hmm. uh, with trailers. With stuff. trailers, yeah, yeah, with all kinds of fun toys. And we've got toy haulers and and, and in vans, uh, tents. There are some employers that will accept you in a tent. That is less common. We even have employers that have housing available. Maybe mm -hmm. they have an RV site that they have a RV on that they'll mm -hmm. let you stay in. Or they have uh, dormitories. If it's like a national park, you can stay with uh, kids from a a foreign countries. Foreign countries. That could be fun. I think uh, they're still doing that. COVID changed that a little bit. Conversion bands, uh, Class Bs, Class Cs, travel trailers. Uh, schoolies. Schoolies, school buses. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just depends on the employer. I yeah. mean, it's up to the employer to say, you know, yeah. what they will accept or will not accept. But there are definitely jobs available with all of those types of situations. I mean, so. Yeah. So oftentimes, um, in, if employers say they require, you know, a hard-sided RV or self-contained RV, um, some of these locations are in the wilderness, yeah. um, or even like just in Yellowstone or whatever. You might wake right. up one day and there's like buffalo sleeping outside your rig, totally. or bears running around. Grizzly bear walking through the camp. You know, like, yeah. So it, some of it is just for your safety. Yeah. Um, also, you need to be able to handle varying weather conditions. You know, they don't want you to be 
too cold or too hot or drenched in rain, you know, um, yeah. they, they want you to be comfortable. Uh, some of the employers don't have things like shower houses, bath houses, laundry facilities, kitchens to be utilized, etc. So um, sometimes you will need to be able to manage all the aspects of being human within your RV, you right. know, hygiene, meals, bathroom stuff, etc. Um, so that's kind of more so kind of the baseline. Typically, um, for it a is lot a of it, fully just... self-contained RV with all of the all the fixings. You've got yeah. a way to cook. You've got a way to keep your food cold. You've got a way to shower. You've got a way to clean your clothes. You have everything self-contained within your own RV. That would be the typical yeah. situation. But there are these other ones that can be more flexible. Can be more flexible for sure. Yeah, so. it's just going to depend. But um, you just need to be able to what you can handle physically what works for your budget and what you like. All right. and we have well, it's not six questions left. I mean, no, it's going to blow up. This is our show. Right? This is my show. Our and we, I will say one. So. Our. <laughs> okay. What kind of RV? Oh, that's the same question. How can Canadians work camp in the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, I was going to go back to our website on that. Um, we have at WorkCamper.com an FAQ. So if I scroll back up to the top, in the top right here, we're going to click on FAQ in the top right. I'm going to go to Work Camp for FAQ. And in this list of questions, we have, can Canadians and other non-U.S. citizens work camp in the U.S.? Uh, so yes, it's definitely possible. Um, I wanted to point this out to you because there are links here to the different resources um, to, to connect you with the things that you're, you're looking for. Uh, there are some options where you can volunteer. Uh, that's going to be like less paperwork. You don't necessarily have to get, you know, the work permit and all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, so the, um, I think it's the U.S. Forest Service, maybe the National Park Service have some VIP programs, volunteer in parks uh, that you may be able to participate in. Uh, nonprofits, uh, maybe, um, I'm not, Red Cross, Habitat for Humanity, um, Nonprofits, you may be able to work and volunteer with them without having to do, you know, the typical um, employment process. Uh, but we do have here the link to the Citizenship and Immigration Services website where you can get into getting that temporary work visa if you want to be employed by a for-profit business. So um, there are opportunities available, and uh, I would definitely check out these links to get connected with those types of opportunities. Yeah, and I guess I'm going to point out, since we're right here with that FAQ, yep. the inverse, can Americans work in Canada? This one's a little more tricky. Yeah, um, not as much anymore. Not as much anymore. Mm -hmm. they, they they enacted a lot of rules a few years back that said they, they have to try and hire The locally. businesses have to. Yeah, businesses in Canada have to try and hire people from Canada before yeah. trying to hire people from outside of Canada. Like they have to prove that they can't find enough people locally yeah. to be able to bring on outsiders. And I mean, when you're talking about a campground job, it's kind of hard yeah. to prove you can't find somebody to come and clean bathrooms or take reservations. So. Yeah, so we rarely see opportunities advertised for Canada anymore, like yeah. pretty much never. We do get a few, but it's not. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. not a lot. So, so. sorry, hey. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Let, let's answer this one that came in here real quick. Okay, sure. I, it actually goes back to something we were talking about earlier. Paul asked, uh, do you have a video or simulation on the reservation system oh, that hosts campgrounds? Uh, Campground reservation software. I think there's more of a question. Can you click on it? So can you uh, uh, yeah. Oh, like to use. Okay. We're just cutting off that a little bit. I All right. You. So um, 
we there's no one software anymore that is like and there's even more now than there yeah. used to be um we have an article in here let me see if i can find it there are a few of the bigger ones campground master campground manager i forget what they all are but yeah there are a few that have free trials of the software where you can either download their software to your computer and play around with it or maybe it's an online type of reservation system where you can go and learn how it works through their website with like a demo version yeah um, but here's the we compiled multiples of the software companies in one page so you can easily get to their website yeah so we don't have a video going through that i don't think no, because there's so many different yeah, ones. There are. And yeah, yeah. We used to work more with um like DigiRes and stuff and we had some videos. And their software is constantly changing too. Yeah. They're making updates and stuff to it all the time, most of them probably. So uh, with it changing, it would be hard for us to maintain all of that and stay yeah. up to date with it. So I would um, you know, go to one of them more specifically. Uh but unfortunately I can't like necessarily say which one to use because there's so many now but most of the time you're going to be trained yeah. if you're familiar with using a computer like if, if you're comfortable if you're someone who's like well i can check my email but please don't ask me to click on anything else then maybe doing reservations isn't going to be the the gig for you um, but if you're someone who's really comfortable navigating websites you know you've used microsoft programs have some familiarity with kind of just how general things work um you know you're not scared well, if I click on something, I'm going to break it, so I'm not going to click on anything. You know, if you kind of have a comfort factor with it, um, you're going to probably pick it up pretty quickly. And you could do, um, especially if you're applying for the position ahead of time, and you're like, hey, um, you know, you've agreed to the position, you're going to go to work with them. What reservation software am I going to be using? Let me go see if I can download a demo, and I'll start looking through it before I come yeah. to work for you. That employer's going to be like, yeah, yeah that would be great how awesome are you we made a good hire yeah totally. you know show an initiative it's good stuff <laughs> okay good question paul yes um so workcamper.com article index mm. um getting started work camping uh reservation software so workcamper.com article index it's in now okay back to your questions <laughs> all right so how can i hear from work campers who are who are already doing this. Uh, you can look at those WorkCamper experience postings that we talked about earlier. You can join the WorkCamper News Facebook group or other Facebook groups on WorkCamping and RVing. Mm -hmm. um, you can read articles in the, oh yes, you can read articles in the online magazine archive of the old magazines, or if you're a current member, you can get the last issue here coming up in, there in a month or two. Mm -hmm. um, you can check out the WorkCamper show. There's an excellent excellent resource for hearing from others that are doing this now great, and for learning about jobs great inspiration here yep we do interviews with uh work campers as well as employers here uh we've been doing this uh what, about two three. and a half three years now three years we've got almost 200 episodes i think mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. our host his name is greg gerber he's been in the rv industry for a long time um he's a great guy and, yeah uh, so yeah, yeah. So the podcast is really great. And so you can listen at workcampershow.com. That's the website I have pulled up for you guys. Um, or if you use a, a podcast app that you like, um, mm. then just search for the Work Camper Show in your podcast app, and you'll be able to listen to the episodes there on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Android, and iHeartRadio, all the things, all the places. Paul asks if we have a dedicated forum on workcamper.com. 
Uh, not on our website, no. We did for many years. Um, With yeah. the last version of the website, we got rid of that. But we transitioned any WordCamp experience postings that mm -hmm. was on the forum into our new WordCamp experience yeah. section. Uh, but we did get rid of the actual forums at that point. Right. Um, we moved to the Facebook platform because um, so many folks were already on Facebook anyway. And it was easier then to share um, video and photos and different things like that. We did contemplate whether or not we wanted to put a form on a new site. I don't think we're going to. Um, it just takes a lot more time to administrate a whole other thing like that. So. Mm -hmm. so we're camping today. It's our Facebook group that you're welcome to join. Um, you can post questions in there um, and talk about the different aspects of work camping. Um, and there's lots of folks in here to answer questions and help you with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else that? Uh... Uh, the member map is one thing. So oh, yeah. um, Good Good we kind of made this member map um, many, many years ago. There's another website that's come along since then called ourvillage.com. Um, that's of a similar premise here to um, our member map. But um, so in my opinion, you can kind of use the member map in two ways. Uh, if you want to just see if there are any work campers that are around your current location now to just connect with socially, uh, whether you're new and want to ask them questions or just want to hang out and have a beer, and, you know, talk shop, um, you can, you know, search your current location here to see if anyone's in your area. Also, if you're like, uh, I'm considering working for XYZ employer in Kansas City, Missouri, you could scroll into that location in the map, see if any work campers have their pin there. If they do, contact them and say, hey, work camper Mike, do you happen to be working for XYZ employer? I'm considering going to work for them. What can you tell me about it? Yeah. Um, so it's a research tool and kind of a social connection tool. So uh, that's the member map tool at workcamper.com. Good call. Another great way to hear from yeah. campers who are already doing this. That's right. Okay. All right. What is the future looking like for work campers in relation to rising fuel costs and inflation? Will this become more regional as far as work campers traveling to jobs and employer flowing? Yeah. So, uh, get out of crystal, crystal ball. ball. <laughs> right, as Steve always likes to say. I know. So, what we've seen with the work camper community um, and you know, 2008 recession and whatnot, I mean, there's always been crap going on in the world um, that keeps life interesting, right? So, it's just, it's going to vary. Uh, just like we talked about before. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah. Their situation is different. So some more campers maybe don't need to make money out there in the job. Maybe they only look for work for volunteer positions. So uh, distance doesn't necessarily matter for them how far they want to go. You know, they might be willing to travel up to Alaska and it might not be a problem for them. While others, maybe they can't go more than 300 miles away from their current location at a time because they don't have the means to do so. I mean, mm -hmm. it just depends on, everybody, on everyone's unique situation. So yeah. um, I do think, that, you know, gas prices going up and inflation is. I mean, that's not healthy. Up. It's not helping. It's definitely not helping. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, but it, it's just kind of the cost of the lifestyle. I mean, whether you're living in a sticks and bricks or you're living the RV lifestyle, things are going to come up that's going to end up costing you more. That's just kind of the way that life goes. So it's up to you then. Do I want to make some adjustments in my day-to-day -day life to provide more income to this aspect? You know, so, okay, I gas prices are higher. I still want to go so many hundreds of miles. 
So I'm gonna not go out to eat as many times a month. I'm maybe gonna turn off some of my streaming services. I'm maybe gonna not go shopping as often. Whatever you know, you can do with your budget to make things work. It's all what you want to do. And if you don't want to do that, you're like, I just want to stay in one place. I'm not gonna pay that gas prices. Okay, that's fine. Um, you know, that's kind of what we saw in the community earlier this summer when the gas prices really started to surge up. There were some people who were like, I have to cancel going to my summer job because I can't afford to go. And, and that's just what mm -hmm. happened. And other people were like, it's not stopping me. This is our lifestyle. This is what we love to do. I made a commitment to this employer. I'm going to see it through. Some of them contacted the employer and said, look, we really want to keep this commitment to you, but we're really struggling on affording gas to get to your location. Some employers are offering travel bonuses. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, we'll spot you <clears throat> X number of bucks to get you here. So you're gonna get here and we can have a great time, you know, at this work camping position. Some offer end of season bonuses. That's gonna put a little money in your pocket to help you get to whatever your next destination is. If the employer isn't advertising that they offer that, but it would really be beneficial and help you fulfill that commitment, ask about it, you know, don't demand it, just ask if they would be able to provide that kind of thing for you. Um, so that way you're, you're able to fulfill that commitment or, or do that job for them, et cetera. So um, don't be afraid to ask, don't be afraid to negotiate on the compensation. You don't know until you ask. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're going about it in the right way, you know, it shouldn't be an abrasive confrontational uh, kind of conversation, you know? Some will be flexible and some won't. So, yeah, you guys just got to do you, you know, and employers are, you know, as work campers, just the with inflation and, you know, other work campers coming in and expecting more money than they used to, et cetera. Some work campers are, I'm sorry, some employers are paying attention, noticing that and are increasing wages. Some employers increase their wage every single year. That's just what they do. Some maybe aren't able to. Again, it's just kind of, it's going to depend on the entity and the business type and, and how that business is doing. And some won't increase the wages just because they'll refuse to, because that's just the people that they are. I mean, it's just, you know, it takes all kinds. So, yeah, it's it's up to you. There's always going to be folks who love this lifestyle and want to do it. Um, there may be times in your life where you need to take a pause, come back to it later. Um, and if, if nothing else, you know, uh, go find a, a typical job. Um, just because you're living in an RV doesn't mean you have to use work camper news and find a work camping job. Um, you can do anything. You know, yep. go go to that location and start call, cold calling businesses, knocking on doors, look at Craigslist or Facebook job listings or whatever businesses use now. I mean, you'll technically still be a work camper if yeah. you're living in your RV, but you yeah. can do any job from anywhere in your RV if they'll let you. So. Yeah. And as, as we've seen, you know, businesses everywhere are struggling to find yeah. people, um, tradesmen especially and stuff. So there are certainly a lot of job opportunities available all around the U.S., you know, mm -hmm. more, more jobs than there are people taking them. So um, some employers who are struggling to find people, it is because of a compensation package. And so hopefully they will learn and see, oh, okay, well, I need to, you know, change what I'm doing in order to get more work keepers and, and some won't and will just struggle. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's the our last question that was submitted ahead of time was, how do I get reliable mm -hmm. internet on the road? So I'm just going to pull up a couple websites for that. 
the short answer is for us anyway, we just use the hotspots on our cell phones. If you have that ability, that's worked great for us. We have AT&T. Uh, we did at one point have a backup because we needed it for working at the news to make mm -hmm. sure that we had the ability to do things like this. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a backup through Verizon. Um, there's the hotspot box that we used a little. I think when we went yeah. to, I mean, we did take a trip to Alaska and we just almost used our time service. was great. Uh, I think there was a few days where we didn't have connection. Yeah. But in three months time, to only have a few days where we didn't have service. Um, now we weren't, I think I did a couple webinars while we were up there um, and I just made sure that that occurred, you know, in like Anchorage, kind of bigger cities that we knew we would have good service in. Uh, but if you are needing to do like streaming, like I know the person who posed this question is someone who needs to do a lot of um, webinars and like webcam meetings. Sure. Um, so there certainly are, you know, people doing work that will need a higher speed of service. And I'm going to say for those of you that don't have cell phone hotspots, you're going to have a harder time. Campground Wi-Fi is, is, is. It. It's it varies. It's reliable in one way. It's not reliable. Uh, <laughs> it's very slow most of the time. You've got a lot of people on that network, and yeah. most of them are trying to stream Netflix and <laughs> even though they're supposed or to. watch YouTube, and yeah. you know, it just it, there's no bandwidth, and yeah. so campground Wi-Fi does seem to suck. Um, I mean, it's improving a little bit. I mean, campgrounds are wising up some, especially like commercial RV parks. Um, yeah. are you know getting into gig systems and and things like that. So it is getting better. You may have to then pay for it. Right. Um, you know, um, it could be the free internet's good for email checking, but if you want to yeah. do more, you need to, you know, you'll have to pay for a package or whatnot. You're still probably not going to have that, you know, state parks, county parks, rec areas, you know, governmental campgrounds aren't going to provide Wi-Fi at all. Cell phone hotspots definitely the better way to go. Yeah. You're on your own private network then. Uh, no one's sharing bandwidth with you except for maybe your spouse. Sure. And the Starlink now, the oh, yeah, Starlink, Starlink satellite service, lots of our viewers are getting on board with that. Um, I think there was a price increase or something this summer that some folks weren't super happy about, but uh, lots of people are using the Starlink service now. Uh, but this website that I have pulled up here for you guys, it's rvmobileinternet.com. Um, this is a couple, Chris and Cherie, they've traveled by um, uh, Class A motorhome, uh, boat, van. Uh, they've, you know, gone a lot of places in a lot of different ways and they have tried all the internet services and they get all the gadgets the the boosters and the who's the what's it's and the thingamajiggers and <laughs> then they test them out try them out and then they write about it make videos about it etc so um, in my opinion this is the place to go to get an understanding of what's available out there and be able to then go through that to determine what's going to be best for your personal usage needs um, I would I would definitely start there and go through their overview information and data plans, go through the different gear that's available. Um, there's also um, technorv.com, and they're now offering um, PepWave cellular routers, PepWave routers. This is another um, avenue for getting uh, internet. Anyway, and they also offer data plans now too. Yeah. Through Verizon, yeah. maybe both. Right. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you could you could check in with TechnoRV. They have really really great customer service at TechnoRV. Um, they offer a lot of different stuff: tire pressure monitoring systems, GPSs. 
soft starts for your um, air conditioner, air compressors, and then you know the boosters and, and some other stuff like that. So um, if you're in the market for those kinds of devices for your RV, I would definitely recommend purchasing a Techno RV or maybe like an Amazon. The shipping's gonna be as fast, but you have somebody to call if something's not going right. And you'd be like, hey, why is my stuff not working? Um, and they're willing to help you out with getting it figured out. So uh, we really like the folks over at Techno RV. We've got a bunch of stuff from them. So. Uh, those are the two resources I would connect you to because unfortunately we haven't tried all of the things right. to be able to say like this one is better than that one and, and stuff like that. But luckily there are people who have. Um, so check out those resources that are available. Yeah. All right, we did it. We did Only it. Only 11 minutes over an hour. Not that's, too bad. That's pretty good. Not too that's bad. pretty good actually. If anyone yeah. has any last minute questions, feel free to type them in here. We'll give you another minute here while Jody wraps up. Yeah. Amanda. No, that's it's just this is what we love to do, you guys. Um, our passion is to help you guys live your travel dreams and for employers to recruit work campers that feel more like family and you know help their operations run smoothly. So uh, we're happy to help you with any questions. We are the only professional membership organization in the work camping world. Everything we do is geared towards helping you be successful. So feel free to reach out to us, uh, whether you're a member or not. If you have questions or anything, uh, dig into WorkCamper.com. You can find us there in our online home. Email us, call us. We do have an office. We're open uh, Monday through Fridays. Um, you can talk with our peeps, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us now if there are any positions on the WorkCamper.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not at this time. Uh, you want to um, come to Heber Springs for a while? Right. Maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> no, yeah. We have hired a few work campers in the past. Um, version two of our website uh, was built by a work camper. We're now on version three, three of the site. 3.5 maybe. Yeah, 3.5. And we're yeah. working on four. Version four is hopefully going to come out year. next year. So. Yeah, so um, we, we have hired a few work campers, but they do physically come. Um, we just, we really like having a work, a work office environment. So. Uh, we really we have a couple contractors that do you know some content creation for us, but um, and our web development team is a whole different yeah. company that we contract with. But yeah, look, we our staff there are local folks that work here in the building yeah. with us. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's fun. Anyway, maybe yeah. someday, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, check out um, workcamper.com and contact us with any questions. Uh, looks like we got everybody's questions answered. So. Good job, Lou. Yay, good job, Jody. Yay, we did good. All right, you guys, um, we'll have the recording available to you. Check out our YouTube channel uh, for additional recordings and other questions that we've answered. And uh, yeah, we wish you guys safe travels and hopefully happy work camping in your future. Bye-bye, everybody. I'm glad Work Camper News Directors Luke and Jody Duquette take time from their schedules to do monthly question and answer sessions for work campers and people who are still dreaming about jumping into the RV lifestyle. Work Camper News has been doing these monthly live webinars throughout 2022. Each webinar was recorded and the recordings are available on the Work Camper News YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash work camper. You'll hear some of the same questions asked and answered during each session, but each webinar also features a bunch of different questions as well. When you visit the YouTube channel, you'll find a list of all the questions answered in that session in the show notes. Find an episode that talks about a topic you're interested in and listen in. It's free. The next monthly question and answer webinar is coming up on November 30th, 
and WorkCamper News team plans to continue doing them into 2023 as well. They are free to attend and people don't need to be members to listen to the webinars. But people do need to register for the next live webinar in order to get their questions answered. It's easy to do. Just visit www.workcamper.com forward slash events. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today and the spread of working for news behind you. That's all we have for this week's show. I'll talk to you again next week for a new episode of The Work Camper Show. Thank you for listening. <laughs>